Today we are going to talk about occupational therapy in critical care. Just to let you know, there might be a few parts in this podcast, but we will find out and we'll identify by the end of it. We'll see how the time goes. So occupational therapy. Occupational therapy is among professionals who are actively involved with patients who are admitted in critical critical care. There's been recent professional mobility and interest in the practice of occupational therapy in critical care. Now, this is the first attempt, this is my first attempt to articulate occupational therapy at the hospital where I'm working at, and hopefully uh, it will be my attempt to share some of my insights and views about occupational therapy in critical care, and may it be helpful to other critical care facilities or may it be helpful to other occupational therapists working in critical care. So the aim of this uh, podcast is I'm hoping that I'll be able to assist occupational therapy practitioners and members of the multidisciplinary team in defining the roles and the areas of concerns of occupational therapy so that we can meet the needs of patients in critical care. Let us talk about occupational therapy and what is the basic definition of occupational therapy. Occupational therapy is defined as the therapeutic use of everyday life occupations with persons, groups or with populations for the purpose of enhancing or enabling participation. So I just would like to highlight this phrase for the purpose of enhancing and enabling participation. So participation meaning engagement. So it is a profession that enables a person to engage with activities that are significant to them. This is the general definition of occupational therapy. Now when we are talking about occupational therapy and in critical care, so the question is, what is the scope of the profession? So the general and overall clinical objective in critical care is for a person to achieve a homeostasis of the organ function. So a person is in critical care medicine because something within their body, particularly the internal organs, be it the lungs, the heart, the kidney, um, the the abdomen, you know, uh, the uh, digestive system, they're not working in, in balance with one another and it's creating some problems, okay? So the objective when a person is in a critical care facility, um, their objective basically is to achieve that homeostasis, okay? And this homeostasis, and when they have achieved this homeostasis of organ function, this is what dictates the length of their stay in the facility. Now, since occupational therapy is a profession that generally focuses on the person's ability to engage and participate on valued occupational tasks, you know, now these tasks may fall on the performance area category of personal care, work, or leisure. So the problem is this. We are acknowledging at the moment, we know that the patient participation in performance areas, for example, such as dressing, showering, and other ADL areas, it's limited. 
And it may not be a priority. It's definitely not a priority of a person who is working in critical care. And this is because once the person is in critical care, they could be attached to numerous and essential life-saving um, uh, devices. Uh, they could be on ventilator, they could be on extracorporeal membranous oxygenation devices, they could be on bivads, um, they could be on, on, on intensive monitoring uh, phase as well. So the occupational therapy can be involved with a patient in critical care. Once it has been identified, so once their problems have been identified, and what are the things that have been identified? So we can be involved if, number one, there is an issue or a rising issue with a person's performance components. So we'll discuss in details in other blogs or we'll tap onto this. What are the performance components? Uh, have a look at the other blogs that we have. Uh, so performance components. So occupational therapy is focused on a person's performance component while they are in critical care. Now performance components are aspects of functional ability that is allowing us to perform a task. So it is a group into sensory motor capabilities of the person, um, cognitive and psychological subcategories as well. The second reason or second way on when an occupational therapist can be involved is number two, if there is an issue and risk of well-being de deterioration. And when a person being in critical care is putting them at risk of having occupational deprivation. So a person staying in critical care may be dependent on life support devices, as I mentioned earlier on, like ventilator, dialysis machine. There could be specialists, uh, heart uh, um, uh, machines like intraortic balloon pump, VADs, ventricular assistive devices and such. Now, maintenance rehabilitation in critical care area enables a person to maintain their physical abilities. Now, despite these physical abilities, patients may continue to be confined in critical care area as well. This is because they are in constant need of the specialized life support system. Now, this then predisposes them. It predisposes their well-being at risk of deterioration because of their confinement in critical care and because of their inactivity and their lack of near normal routine. Now, occupational therapy can be provided uh, to patients and because we can provide patient-centered and interest-related activities specifically tailored to meet their needs to prevent and resolve problems that are arising from this thing called occupational deprivation. Now, a third reason when we can be involved is when there is a concern, when it's been identified that there is a concern that will affect a person's individual core self. So we believe, as occupational therapists, we believe that there is a core in every person and in every core lies the spirituality. You know, we call it the core self or the person's volition, values, personal causation, interests. Occupational therapy can address concerns that can affect the person's interest, values, and personal causation as well. Okay, so these are the three reasons 
when we can be involved. One, if there is an issue with a person's performance components. Second one is to prevent deterioration of well-being. And the third one is uh, if there is a concern about uh, the core self of the individual.